I remember running home from school, turning on the TV to the Cubs game, sitting with my dad to watch his heroes. Welcome to the World Series Dreaming Chicago Cubs Dreamcast. Not affiliated with the actual Chicago Cubs, but just a bunch of guys who love the local nine and enjoy talking baseball and, of course, the 2016 World Series Champion Cubs. Hello, this is Ken. I am Rice Cube on Twitter. And uh, with me is fearless leader, Anil Katuli. How are you doing, Ben? Doing well. How you doing? All right. Well, uh, I had Crawley on last time because you were on your honeymoon. How was that? <laughs> oh, it's fantastic, man. Yeah. Beautiful down there in Florida. I, I saw you took fantastic like, weather. Thousands of pictures and had yourself a merry old time. Oh, totally, totally. I got to hang out with Mickey and Minnie and the gang. It was it was unbelievably fun. That's great. Just like you're a kid again. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you can. If you can't be a kid at Disney, where can you be a kid? Right. Yeah. Speaking of Disneyness and Florida, well, I think we. It's not really Cubs centric because the Cubs are kind of quiet so far this winter, but uh, we can talk about. Giancarlo Stanton and uh, how he's kind of messing up the works for a few teams. Uh, of course, oh, I just Otani. love the fact that he <laughs> completely dissed the Cardinals. Uh, That's funny. We'll talk about that soon. Uh, Shohei Otani found himself a team, uh, kind of a surprise. Uh, and we also talk about a Cubs new acquisition in Tyler Chatwood and what they're going to do next. So how's that for a plan, sir? I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. That sounds beautiful. All right, let's do it. As the spring gave away to summer, past the ivy-colored dreams, toward the days that kept us Yearning for tomorrow. So uh, I looked on the interwebs and like, you you know, the biggest teams that were going to try to trade for Giancarlo Stanton because the Marlins, uh, Miami Marlins just got bought by Derek Jeter's group. And apparently they're broke. (laughs) So they got to move some money. Yeah, I heard they're also already starting to try to look for more partners. Yeah, so apparently they used up all their money to buy the team and didn't save anything to pay the players at all. It's kind of like a. Have you ever seen Major League Two? Like I know everybody's seen Major League, but very few people have actually seen the sequel. No, and, I saw it. Yeah, I enjoyed se- it, even though they kind of cheaped out on the cast. Yeah, I mean, I've, one thing I hate about sequels. Yeah, if you're gonna, if you can't get the original actors to play the same characters don't have that character in the movie. Right. Willie Mays Hayes is Wesley Snipes, damn it. <laughs> I, I actually did hear that Wesley Snipes really isn't that fast, so they had to, uh, you know, kind of do some movie Speed magic. Up. But, uh, <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. But uh, apparently Charlie Sheen actually threw in the mid-'80s, so, uh, yeah, he, he, he's, uh, he was an yeah, actual baseball like, player in pumped, high school. Yeah, he also pumped himself up with steroids for that movie, too. Probably from cocaine as well. He does that for breakfast, man. Yeah. But, yeah, the scene that I'm t- talking about is, like, where Roger Dorn, the former 
player on the Indians. He like bought the team and then he couldn't like afford to pay the players stuff and he had to sell it back to the uh crazy lady who who used to own the team in the first movie. And and like along the way he put like all kinds of ads and out. the one that stands out to me is like the local proctologist like on the outfield walls, you know. So that it's kinda <laughs> yeah, like that. They're they're just Derek Jeter's about as broke as Roger Dore. <laughs> Next thing you know is he's gonna trade he's probably gonna trade John Carlos Stanton to the Japanese league for a player nobody's heard of. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, Stanton's no trade rights will prevent that as well because I'm not sure he wants to go all the way to Japan. <laughs> yeah, probably not. All right, so uh, the we know that Cardinals and the Giants both want, really wanted Stanton, and they the players were trying to recruiting him on social media, but mm-hmm. you know, Stanton and both has, teams had a deal in place that was agreed upon by yeah. Marlins. So uh, what I heard is that the, or what I read anyway, is that the uh, the Cardinals were willing to pick up like almost three hundred million dollars of his remaining salary, and and they were also going to part with some top prospects, and that sounds like an awesome deal for the Marlins because not only do they not have to pay him anymore, but they also get some prospects out of the deal, and meanwhile. The Cardinals are kind of crippled financially. I mean, they they have money. They don't need all those compensation picks and whatnot. But it it's still a hefty hunk of change, and they're going to torpedo some of their farm system for Giancarlo Stanton, who is unfortunately like every one of us, he's getting old. So that was fun. And the Giants were also going to pick up most of the salary and give up some prospects, including Joe Panic, who doesn't exactly suck, and that would have been nice for the Marlins, but guess what? Stanton says no. Yeah. So I'll read you the news release from the Cardinals. And this is like terrible optics from both teams. I, I don't know if they're trying to appease fans or trying to like shift blame or something, but anyway. Yeah, the uh, Cardinals are trying to show that hey, we tried. We actually were in the running for him. But yeah. it makes them look bad, makes the Marlins look bad. Yeah, the last part of the Cardinals statement, uh, this was, I believe, uh, so we're on Friday night, and this is five hours ago, so I guess that's about four 4.30 our time. Uh, unfortunately, we were not able to convince Stanton to waive his no-trade clause and join the Cardinals. We felt this was a great landing spot for him, but it was not meant to be. And it, it just kind of seems like they're shifting blame to Stanton, where you're just like, bro, he he has earned the right by being awesome and signing that contract. And they, like, put language in that contract for him to say no to bad trades that he doesn't want to deal with. So, you know, that's that's that for him. The Giants, like, three hours ago, so that's about 6 o'clock, 6, 6.30 our time, he said – our agreement with the Marlins to acquire Giancarlo Stanton subject to his waiving of his no-trade clause will not move forward, and it is our understanding that the Marlins and Stanton are exploring other options. So that's kind of funny, too, because they're, they're like, yeah, we really want this guy, and we're going to, you know, roll over our really old team and hope hope for the best next year, and hopefully Stanton will also hit, like, you know, 60 homers. But you got to understand that San Francisco is a huge ballpark and it, it kind of depresses homers over there. So it might not be so good for him. 
Yeah, I mean, he's not going to want to go someplace where A, he doesn't have a legitimate shot to win, and B, a place that's going to limit what he can do. Mm-hmm. And St. Louis has a decent club, but it's I don't even think if they get Stanton, they'll be able to compete realistically with the Cubs and Brewers. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a fantastic player, but I don't think he alone can make up for 10 wins. Mm-hmm. And uh, let let me see what, what's going on. I'm pretty sure I got this right, but I'm just going to go with what Craig Mish said earlier. And I believe he has four teams that he definitely wants to go to, and one of them is the Cubs. So Yes. It, it, it's kind of funny how that works, right? Because a lot of the time you're just like, well, nobody wanted to play for the Cubs because they sucked so much, and you know they were the laughing stock of the league. And now everybody wants to play with the Cubs, so the Cubs are definitely one of them. Uh, and just a few minutes ago, Ken Rosenthal said that uh, the Yankees are in play now, so that's got to be interesting. Really? I don't think they were part of the initial four teams, were they? No, they oh, no. are actually. I think uh, he basically was, chose the four LCS teams. The Astros, teams. Yankees, Cubs, Dodgers. Right. So those are the four teams. And incidentally, both of them made the uh, league championship series last year, and the Yankees were within a game of getting to the World Series that the Astros eventually won. So, you know, it's not like he made a bad choice. And the Yankees are like – even for those of us who don't pay attention, we, we know that uh, they grabbed Glaber Torres from the Cubs in the Aroles-Chapman trade, so that kind of sucked, but, you know, at least Chapman helped the Cubs win the World Series, like, mm-hmm. regardless of his personal foibles, right? But uh, Yeah, as much yeah. As, I don't, as I don't really like the guy personally, I'll make that trade every day yeah. because it led to the Cubs winning the championship. But, uh, yeah, they still have a really young team. They're an exciting team. The pitching's pretty darn good. They have interesting players in, in the minors. Uh, if Depending on who you read, the Yankees are one of the top farm systems in, in all of Major League Baseball. So it's like, why wouldn't you want to go there? And now that they're in play, this is kind of funny, especially when, you know, Stanton basically told – St. Louis and San Francisco is a screw up, and now he might even end up in another league where the Cubs basically don't have to see him until the World Series. Yeah, I'll take that. The Cubs can't get him, go to another league. Yeah. But it's nice to know that if the Cubs want him, they have what it would take to get him. It's just a matter of do they want to give it up? Yeah. And I think uh, this kind of also messes with the momentum and and leverage for the Marlins because they know we we had just talked about this they're broke <laughs> they're broke as hell so they got to move that contract and they've already uh, traded D Gordon to the Mariners uh, they're taking up all that money so now if they can get like Yelich's contract or Marcelo Zuna or or Prado or any one of those guys who have hefty money, then, you know, they they could probably uh, recover enough to make this team interesting again after uh, Jeff Loria basically 
ran it into the ground after they won the last World Series in 2003. So it'll be interesting to see how they recover because I guess, you know, they they just wanted to say, hey, we own a major league team, but they don't understand how much expense there is to actually run one well. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, I don't think they, like you said, know what it actually takes. Yeah. And the Jeter name can only take you so far. Players aren't going to want to play for free. I, I don't understand the Yankees, though, because or the Dodgers, because I thought they wanted to get under the luxury tax, and thankfully the Cubs will stay under the luxury tax, and that's why I don't think the Cubs would ever want to trade for Stanton. Like, they they need that money to buy you Darvish or something or Bryce Harper next winter, you know? But, or uh, to pay Chris Bryant in a few years or Rizzo enough, yeah. in a few years. Because Chris Bryant's getting a massive raise uh, this this winter uh, because he's arbitration eligible for the first time. He's going to get nearly $10 million because he's just that awesome. Yes, and he's worth every penny of it. Uh, I'd say so. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it, it'll be very, very intriguing over the next few days to, you know, because we're Friday. Uh, I think the GMs and everybody else go get into is it Disneyland this time around or are they in New Orleans? It's somewhere around there. Well, let's find out. It's always let's... Palm Springs, Florida, somewhere around that area. Yeah, I thought the last time it was in D.C. I, I, I never really care where they meet. I just know that they're they're meeting. They, they're going to do this for four days on Thursday. It's like the uh, Rule 5 draft, so maybe the Cubs pick up somebody else there. But that's when we'll see the big news. But, yeah, that this big thing where Stanton just said, you know what, I'm going to hold out because I can, and I'm going to hold the Marlins ransom, and now it's just a matter of seeing who blinks first. And I think the Marlins will because they're just going to say, you know what, our priority, which has been made public, is to dump this money. And unfortunately, you know, because we're broke-ass broke, we're going to have to sell you for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, I mean, if a team wants to rob them, they probably can. I mean, the Cubs could probably get away with sending, like, less than stud players if they say they're going to eat all the contract. But I can't see the Cubs doing that. Because, well, they're not exactly cash-strapped, they do need that money for something else. Oh, yeah, to, you know, fix up the big hole they just dug in the Wrigley Field. <laughs> yeah. You see the pictures? This is crazy. Oh, I saw them. It's bare. Like, your seats are gone. <laughs> Great, and they just paid a fortune for them. Yeah, but they'll be back by the time you get there, so no worries. There's just going to be a club underneath and hopefully like as a perk for you season ticket holders, they'll let you in every now and then. Yeah, probably not. Oh, you you guys should have a, well, no, I mean, you, you probably had this plan year months in advance, but, uh, where you were at for your honeymoon, that's where they're holding the baseball meetings. It's at the Walt Disney world Swan and dolphin resort in Orlando. Well, we actually were there. Like, yeah. Not at that hotel, but we went yeah. by it. We yeah. hung out. So, um, yeah, that's like right by the um, the yacht club. Yeah. But, you know, you you, you got to do what you got to do. But, you know, it, it would have been funny to say, you know, let's uh, go into the lines and ride the Space Mountain, and then let's go see what Theo's up to. <laughs> hmm. 
Uh, we can ride Space on. Mountain with Theo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some, somehow I don't think he'd be on Space Mountain, but uh, you never know. He, he seems like he's mm, a Maybe he'll go on the Dumbo ride with us. Uh-huh. Could it be our hero's moment? Could they somehow find a way? Will they rid us of these ghosts of shame? Hey, uh, the Cubs are... And they're very attractive destination for free agents and, you know, trade targets. Like we just talked about Giancarlo Stanton putting them on his I would be okay with being traded to you list. And Shohei Otani's group, actually, they, over like the few days after he got posted uh, from his MPB team, he uh, basically whittled the list down from 30 to 20. Uh, to seven. So he got rid of 23 teams within a span of a few hours. And that, that was after they sent them like, you know, PowerPoints and prezzies and videotapes and whatnot. So that it was really cool to see that the Cubs made the final seven. Yeah. I mean, they're the only team east of the Mississippi to make the list. Yeah. And that's pretty, pretty impressive. The only other team not on the West coast to make the list, the Texas Rangers. Yeah, And one thing that's interesting that they were talking about, all seven teams were the only seven who had airports who had direct flights to Japan, Yeah, which I is that's probably a... another reason why those seven specifically were chosen. Yeah. And I, I think, like, you know, a lot of fans have misconceptions about this. Like, the, the Cubs, they blew their budget in the last signing period, so they couldn't. Uh, offer Otani any more money and at this point you got to understand like they changed the CBA so that now if you're under 25 instead of you're under 23 so back in the old CBA the Cubs could have like just thrown an armored truck full of money at them but now they can't they can only throw 300,000 at them because they were in the penalty and that's basically what they could use but Otani yeah, but... never in it for the money I don't know. If he had waited two more years, he probably would have signed with the Cubs, who would have thrown a dump truck with their money at it. Yeah, like $150 million easy, maybe even $200 million. Oh, I was hearing like two or $300 million from some pe- from some reports. Not sure yeah. how likely that is, but with a guy that can throw hard, who's a pretty good pitcher, who can hit bombs, that will turn a lot of heads. Yeah. So you're talking about a lottery ticket. Like, you know, you go to, like, I, we, my wife and I took the kid to Chris Kendall Martin. We bought a couple of scratch-off tickets and we won 10 bucks. That's basically what you're trying to do. And there is a Only chance, on a larger scale. There's a chance that you could have won 10000 And so it's like, well, I'll throw away my $20 million bid, bid price I'll give him the uh, half million, or in the, the case of the Angels, they could probably give him uh, a little more than two million now that they traded for a little bit of extra money, and you know, uh, they they won the bidding, so now they could give him that bonus, and he would also earn a league minimum, uh, you know, for the first three years, and they'll probably ramp it up as as uh, as their discretion. But uh, yeah, he he's gonna be set. Like you can 
make a pretty good life off of like a half million dollars uh, every year. And that, you know, initial $2 million signing bonus, even if the government does take half of it away. Hmm. Government. Yeah. But, Man. You know, it, yeah, it, it sounds, oh, go ahead. Yeah, it would have been nice. If oh, it would have been nice to him. have him. Yeah. But unless it wasn't meant to be, he went to a team in the American League West. Not the team everybody thought he would choose. Samsonite. I was way off. The Azon favorite from the very beginning has always been Seattle. That's the team he grew up watching because of Mr. Ichiro. So everybody thought Seattle was the place to go. They had the most bonus money to spend. They even traded for more to make themselves look even better. Yeah, but now they could just buy more Braves prospects if they wanted to. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, because Mr. Otani, Otani boy, he went to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim yeah. in Orange County. So it's a big city, a big market, and a small little market. Hmm. Well, it, it's more like a burb of the Los Angeles uh, metropolitan area. It's like 30, 40 miles from Los Angeles proper, and it's kind of goofy that they changed the name. They should have just kept it the California Angels, but you know, uh, branding. Yep, got to do what you got to do to make yeah. yourself look better. I always thought it was kind of stupid, but you know, what do I know? I'm not, I'm not a multi-millionaire or a advertising genius. Yeah, got to go with what works and what sells. Yeah, but uh, now I guess uh, he doesn't have as much pressure because the Angels have always been in the back seat, kind of like the Mets and the Yankees, right? Or the White Sox to the Cubs. Like, there's yeah. always that, you know, bastard brother <laughs> that's, uh, uh-huh. that nobody cares about. But uh, they do but have now Mike Trout. He gets, he gets to play with the best player in baseball. Yeah, and Mike hopefully Trout. get him get him back to the postseason. Like, Mike Trout needs to play in the postseason, man. Yeah, he deserves it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, as for the Cubs, like, you know, it's no skin off my back. Like, obviously, we're disappointed, but it was always his choice. And and the Cubs were always a long shot. Yeah, and I think they knew it. But I, I love that they gave it their best shot, and I love that uh, he gave them the opportunity to, to you know, pitch to them. And, honestly, I – I guess without the DH, it would have been hard to get him at bats, but because the Angels own DH in Albert Pujols, who will make the Hall of Fame, I'm pretty sure of it, mm-hmm. uh, is declining. He'll get plenty of at bats there until he proves that he just isn't good at hitting major league pitching. Yeah, and the Angels were basically the only team, apparently, that said, yeah, you will play every day in your pitch. Yeah. So he'll be in there 162 if he's able. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, every now and then you're going to need need a day off. And I think the new CBA has built in more days off, and that, that would be very cool uh, for us as well as Cubs fans because we know how Joe Madden always tries to build in days off for especially, like, Wilson Contreras or Anthony Rizzo or Chris Bryant. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't actually remember when – was the last time uh, Rizzo had a scheduled day off or Bryant for that matter. They like play literally every day, but uh, that's got to wear on you. Yeah, they fight. 
Yeah, and they they also were saying, you know, after the NLCS loss that they they were pretty tired. So that does matter. Like getting enough rest matters. And uh, there there's a lot of concerns with Otani. Like you know, he's obviously really good, and the scouting bears that. Uh, the analytics department probably has uh, stuff on that, but you always fear, like, if he's going to play in the outfield, will he crash into Wrigley's brick walls and break himself? Uh, will he strain a hamstring? Will he do just some goofy thing that will prevent him from being able to pitch? And that's probably a concern for just about every other team. So the, probably the best thing for him to do is just be a pitcher every five or six days, depending on how mm-hmm. he feels and to hit as a DH so he, wow. he doesn't unnecessarily injure himself but man the guy <laughs> is fast he's good at batting he's an elite pitcher it's like I, I feel a sense of loss but at the same time I know that it it was a long shot to begin with yeah I forget exactly which host on the score said it this morning or maybe mm-hmm. it was yesterday maybe try to sell him on being a team's closer Oh yeah, right. You, you don't wait. He could play every. Day. He could play eight innings in the field, maybe even nine. Mm-hmm. Then comes in about to close out the game. Yeah, like I, I had a few ideas, like you know how you, you remember, of course, that uh, Joe Madden put like Travis Wood and Pedro Strope in the outfield, and Lou Pinella did that once with Sean Marshall. Like you can do that with Otani without breaking a sweat because uh, if you've ever seen his highlights on Twitter where he's playing right field, he has an, a cannon and it's really accurate and he seems to know what he's doing out there. So he, he it, it seems like, you know, if you got to bring in a lefty specialist or something or a ground ball pitcher, an extreme ground ball pitcher, then he can replace someone in the outfield and then come back to pitch later on. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of cool things you can do with somebody who is a true two-way player. And unfortunately, you can't really do that anymore because they're just so specialized. Yeah, a lot of even current players can't understand how he's going to actually go through with it because it's completely different training regimens. Yeah, and I think major league teams have to play a lot more often than uh, MPB teams, so it's going to be a little tougher on him, so maybe they'll ease him into it. Yeah, Um, I wish him luck, but I'm not too sure how it's going to work out. But, hey, the angel is giving him his shot to do exactly what he wants to do. Yeah, I'm going to be tuning in for highlights just to see how he does, and it'll be interesting. He'll be, like, one of the few... uh, pitchers in the AL to bat for himself if the Angels choose to do it. Like, they, they might just sacrifice the DH for the entire team just to give uh, Otani his three or four at-bats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, maybe it's the beginning of the end of the DH. Doubtful, but... No, I don't think they'll ever get rid of the DH. Like, you're going to be... It's very hard-pressed to find a pitcher who can still know how to hit, you know? <laughs> I, I think the Rays have a guy. Uh, uh, I forgot his name, but uh, they have one in the minors who is also sort of a two-way player. Uh, I'll look that up uh, later on. But uh, the the fact that there's like only you, – you can count it on one hand tells you that the DH is here to stay. And honestly, the sooner the 
Cubs and the NL get the DH, the better for them. Yeah, I mean you've got Arietta, you got Bumgarner, mm-hmm. and they, they they're just honestly not that good at hitting. Like, John when Lester. You compare, when you compare them to actual hitters, like if you compare them to, say Ryan Terrio of your he Ryan Terrio would completely destroy them in in any hitting contest. So yeah, and Terrio no wasn't exactly a great hitter. Yeah. So it's it's like a tallest midget award, you know, like you're a great hitting pitcher, but you still suck at hitting. <laughs> yeah, I'd still rather have an actual hitter up there. Yeah. But, oh well, I digress. Good luck, Mr. Otani. Have fun in Anaheim playing with Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. The two-way player is Brendan McKay. And... uh he was drafted as a first baseman, but apparently he uh, can hit uh, pitch a little bit as well. So this will be interesting to see what the Rays do. Uh, speaking of... Isn't there also um, a player coming out in the draft this year? That's like an, another guy that's a two-way player? There's probably a bunch of them uh, who think... I think there's like one specifically supposed to be like one of the top picks. Hmm. You you might be right. I, I, I'll have to look that up for the next time we do one of these. But, uh, yeah, it, it would make... Because the reason why a lot of fans hate the DH is because they say that, you know, baseball players should be able to play both sides of the ball. But how many can actually do that and do that well? Like, the reason why players like uh, Willie Mays and Ken Griffey Jr. and, you know, Alex Rodriguez are so so-called generational is because they were excellent on both sides of the ball. It it doesn't happen very often. Like, you are in baseball, Major League Baseball, because you get hit really, really well. And so everything else is, like, secondary. And if you can't hit, then hopefully you have a good arm. And if you're not, then you're either a reliever or you're on the bench as a defensive replacement. It's very rare to find that kind of player. So that that's probably why the DH is here to stay, unfortunately, and why you're never going to see uh, teams try to develop a two-way player because they're so focused on either one or the other. They want somebody to be good at, like, one specific thing. Yeah, I mean, that's well, probably why he's not going to be much of I can't see how he's going to be the dual threat he wants to be. Yeah. But you never know. Well, you know, like like Stanton had a choice of which team he wanted to go to. Uh, Otani basically decided, I'm going to go to a team that will hopefully give me my best shot at becoming both a hitter and a pitcher. And that's why he stayed in uh, Japan in the first place, because his MPB team said, you know what, we will try to develop you both as a hitter and a pitcher, and they did. And so, uh, you know, given uh, the fact that he was so coveted, uh, he could dictate his own terms and say, okay, I know you're not going to pay me a lot of money, but if we do this right, I'm going to get a lot of endorsements and get paid anyway. And in six years, or maybe seven, if the Angels decide to be dicks about it and like keep them down for a couple of weeks to get that extra year of control, I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, 
in six years, he's really, really going to get paid. And especially if he does well in his first three years, he's going to get mm-hmm. super paid in arbitration. He'll probably, uh, depending on how soon uh, is is reasonable to try to like avoid looking like they had an under the table deal. He might even be eligible for a long term contract, like uh, they did with Mike Trout in, down down there in Anaheim. So. You never know, man. Yeah, I mean, as long as they don't come out like tomorrow and give him like an extension. No, I'm pretty sure. Be fine. I'm pretty sure that's when people start getting fired and, you know, they take away draft picks and then Otani goes back on the chopping block. <laughs> like <laughs> and the, they lose all, the all their prospects like the Braves. Yeah, that would be kind of stupid on their part. So I don't think that's going to happen. Eh, wait a year or two and give them all the money. Yeah. But uh, in six years, he will go into free agency for his age 29 or age 30 season, and that's when, uh, if his arm hasn't fallen off by then, uh, you might still be able to throw him some money. And And, good luck to him and to the Angels. Through the good times and the bad times, we stood beside you every day. on their laurels or anything, they went ahead and got themselves a pitcher. It wasn't the one we thought he, they would get. Uh, but then again, everybody was so focused on where Otani was going to go that, you know, there were a few pitchers that were snatched up. Uh, Mike Miner was snatched up er- earlier, I believe. He, do you remember where Miner went? Uh, not offhand. Was it the Rangers? It, it might have been. Let, let me find out. This is how unprepared we are for this stupid podcast, guys. <laughs> Mike Miner is is the Rangers. I think you are correct. Sir. Hey, that's right. Yep. And they're signing him as a minor league uh, or as a major league rotation piece. And the Cubs uh, signed their own back end of the rotation starter and Tyler Chatwood, who used to be with the Rockies. Yeah, I mean, this guy has great, I wouldn't say great, but he has good road stats, yeah. which leads you to believe that if he can pitch out of Coors for an entire year, he should have fantastic numbers. Yeah, and, you know, the good news is because they're not in the same division, the Cubs will only have to visit the Rockies once, and, you know, if they meet them in the in the postseason, well, yay, you know, they're in the postseason. But uh, if they only have to face them once, then Chatwood only has to pitch in Coors once, and that's good. <laughs> so it's a three-year, $38 million deal. I, I think that's fairly reasonable considering it's less than what uh, they had to pay Edwin Jackson overall. Yeah, I mean, that's a great deal. They're basically getting him for three years, but they gave Lackey for two. Yeah. And uh, in a way, if Chatwood ends up doing what they think they he, he can, uh, he's basically replacing Lackey with a much younger and, in a way, cheaper option. Yeah, I mean, he's entering his age 28 season, which is... The year Nick Strasburg, I think, took off. Not Strasburg, um, Scherzer took off. 
mm. and it's the year Arietta took off, so he might be banking on that success with him too. Yeah, late. Um, you late never bloomers. know. They do have a new pitching coach. It's not like uh, Chris Basio anymore. It'll be Jim Hickey, but uh, it'll be very interesting to see how they work with this pitch mix to get some command back. But he, because he does walk a lot of guys, he's like almost Zambrano-esque in how many people he walks. Yeah, but he does have a lot. Does throw up a lot of ground balls with, yeah. with the Cubs infield defense. That's pretty good. Yeah. So if he can continue uh, generating ground balls, that's what we like. Like ground balls usually don't go for home runs. So, you know, unless he like <laughs> yeah. drives one through the wall or something. But uh, if you can that... throw a lot of ground balls, you'll mm-hmm. be in good shape with a good low ERA. Yeah. Yeah, and his uh, his contact outside of course seems okay. So you know, it's not just uh, missing bats. Like he's not going to strike out too many people. But he, when they get that on ball, it usually doesn't go too far. So it, it's a good good thing for uh, a defensively-minded team like the Cubs. Hopefully they get back to, you know, something resembling uh, 2016's eliteness. But uh, anything better than last year. Would, would, year. Yeah. I'm not sure they or anybody else would just run away and hide. Yeah. Like the Cubs did. The Dodgers tried, but they kind of collapsed there at the end. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, that doesn't preclude the Cubs from doing anything else because they still have a lot of money to spend. They don't really need any much else. Now, I think they might need a backup outfielder, but then again, there are so many uh, outfielders in the system already or people who can't play outfield that it probably doesn't matter too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need a backup catcher. Uh I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, you don't think that they're going to keep Caratini? I think they want Caratini to work uh, full-time as a catcher so that he's not just wasted as bench rot because you know that Wilson Contreras is going to get the bulk of the starts. Wilson is probably going to start at least 120 games. And oh, so, probably. Yeah, that relegates him to the bench. Schwarber is pretty much the full-time left fielder now. He's probably never going to catch again, unfortunately. And that's probably for the best because of the knee issues and the fact that you want to protect that bat as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Other than that, like a few relievers here and there, the Cubs have been linked to like Kinsler, uh, who used to be a twin. Uh, he's, they've been linked to Brendan Morrow, who I think pitched – very well in the postseason, but they also ran his arm into the ground, so kind of scared about that. In a way, I'm kind of scared yeah. about Chatwood, too, because he's a two-time Tommy John uh, surgery guy. But uh, apparently... Yeah, but last like, year, he was throwing harder. Yeah. He's been throwing harder than he's ever had before. Yeah, well, maybe that ligament finally kicked in. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I, I feel like uh, the Cubs pretty much know what they're doing. You know that Alex Cobb and Hugh Darvish are still out there. Those are the two that I think they're going to target. And Oh, of course. And yeah. if it came down to it, I'd rather have Arietta than, than Darvish, especially if they're going to cost roughly the same. Yeah. I mean, Arietta may be old, a little bit older, but if you count the pitches and the innings that Darvish had from Japan, mm-hmm. He's got a lot more work on that arm, a lot more wear and tear. Right. Yeah, and it, it's like with 
guys like Otani and uh, Chatwood and some some of the other guys, like they they don't seem to throw as many innings because of more days off or just you know injury or whatnot. But uh, I, I think they could build up to it. And honestly, I think you only need your fifth starter to go 160, 170. So you you can pencil in Chatwood for number four right now, but I think he's eventually going to be the number five with uh, Mike yeah. Montgomery as a swing man. So they've got one more to to get, and I think it's going to be either Darvish or Cobb. Yeah, and, I'm leaning towards Cobb. And I think uh, just we were talking earlier about how everybody's looking at the Cubs as a primo destination now. Like Cobb has been talking about it. Chatwood, basically, after he was officially signed, said really great things about Chicago. Like he really liked the city. He liked playing the ballpark. He likes the organization. So that's got to make you feel good as a Cubs fan to feel loved, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah. So it, it's a good time to be a Cubs fan. Like they might not win every single World Series, but we all know how hard that is, man. Let's. Yeah, it's, but they're in be contention every year. I think so. Yep. And uh, the the funny thing is, like you know, uh, we see Pittsburgh. They're they're thinking about rebuilding. Uh, Milwaukee's been saying, oh, you know, we we might have to trade some of our outfielders, including Domingo Santana, who <laughs> kind of killed the Cubs last year when the Brewers Take were. Him. Take him far yeah. away. And uh, right now, it, it seems like the Cubs are still the strongest team. Like the Reds, you don't even have to talk to talk about them. Uh, the Cardinals are losing Lance Lynn, and they might have to rebuild part of their rotation. Um, it, there's just a lot of things that are going on outside of Chicago that make me think that the Cubs are going to have it's not going to be easy. A long run. Yeah, it's not going to be easy, but it'll be kind of expected that they win the division again. No, oh, I yeah. bet on it. Yeah. So you should look at the Vegas odds and see, like, uh, not the World Series, but the division odds uh, is probably a pretty safe bet. It's probably like you know three to one odds or something crazy, like crazy small like that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'd say they're one, either the number one favorite or the number two favorite to win the World Series again. Yeah. And I just wanted to say that even though the Cubs are a prime destination and even though they've been really, really good recently, it's not everyone is going to come to the Cubs. Not every trade is going to match. So even if they don't come, like sometimes it's their choice. Sometimes it's just the way the transactions work. But, uh, you know. Not the entire world, unfortunately, does not revolve around the Chicago Cubs. So just uh, chill out on some of those comments, folks. Yeah. Just got to take it easy. Yeah. I mean, if you consider this, uh, no, the Cubs don't absolutely need Shohei Otani. No, they don't need Giancarlo Stanton. But it sure would be nice. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. As a... Do the Cubs own the building across uh, on Waveland now? They they own a couple of them, right? I think so. They own yeah. most of them. Yeah, with the Juice Ball and Giancarlo Stanton, uh, they have probably have to raise their insurance premiums a bit because you probably break a few windows across the street. 
gravity would. Yeah. The beauty and the history in this cathedral. The sky so blue against the grass so green. Like time stood still forever. A little bouncer slowly toward Bryant. He will glove it and throw to Rizzo. It's in time. And the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. I believe that's all the time we have today. I'd like to thank uh, all of you for listening in. Uh, we are on Facebook, and we, we are also on Twitter at? We are at WSDreaming underscore Cubs. And now that you have like 50 characters, we can actually put spaces in the World Series Dreaming. <laughs> yes, we can. Yeah, It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, so uh going to thank Rich Deanna for our theme song and Randall Sanders for the final out call by Pat Hughes. Uh, I can be found at Cubic Snarconia. You can find us on iTunes. That will be in the show notes. And we would appreciate it if you rate and share our podcast because we need, like, some kind of threshold. I think a lot of people have been rating it, but uh, they've been rating, like, individual podcasts and not the entire podcast as a whole. So I, I don't know. Like I know we're getting downloads because last time we had this a couple of weeks ago, we had like 200 downloads and it was like, wow, cool. People are listening, but are you rating? Not really because we don't have a rating. <laughs> but uh, if you could rate and share, that'd be great. Uh, we can be found on worldseriesdreaming.com and you can also email us at worldseriesdreaming at gmail.com. Yeah, and we're always around. Like, life is a little busy, but Christmas break is coming up, and uh, hopefully we have a little bit of time just after the uh, winter meetings end to talk shop again and see if the Cubs got some more extra pieces. And then we'll be on our way to strength training, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Uh February something or other, but uh, it's always around Valentine's Day. Yeah, that that'll be nice. Pitchers and catchers report, and then like a couple of weeks later, games start, and well, we'll get to see uh, whether Jason Hayward improves his swing, and you know how thin Kyle Schwarber got, and how you know he's improved and whatnot. Lots of things. Mhm. Yeah. Alrighty. Cool. I'll talk to you again soon. Yep. And we will, go Cubs. Yeah. Go Cubs, y'all. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later, guys. It was more than just a game.